Oh, okay. All right, we're starting. Let me mute you because it's very loud. <laughs> it's uh, Yankees. Um, uh, I guess it's yeah. There's <laughs> no pictures, but whatever. Here. All right. Wait, did it work? Yes, I am here. Okay. Wow, you're looking sharp. Okay. I'm getting ready to go to a hospital, you know. Okay, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Four o'clock in the afternoon. Four o'clock in the afternoon. I thought okay. you were going to be in your Bermudas. I have a wedding to go to. Okay. Okay, I'm just putting it on uh, mute. Cause, okay. All right. Okay, perfect. Okay. So let's get started. Yesterday's daf was daf pei ches. Today is pei tes. We'll do a review of yesterday's stuff, then we'll get to today's. We have in mind that our learning should be as chos for fush leima for Amy basfor bechalaviva bas yudis Yosef bemina. Micha, I said that. Rivka. Rivka. Sarah. Rivka Sarah bas Sophia. And you the leib and Bacheva. Should wake up this morning. The coffee should be good for him. Everything, right. all good and things. And you shake up the dal and the coffee. Yeah, you, know, you shake up the grains. The grains and put them inside. Okay. Know. All right. So we'll we'll start uh, our review from uh, the Gemara yesterday's daf. This the beginning on daf pe base at the uh, at the Gemara. So uh, first of all, our mission seems to say that uh, basically. Um, if the person is oh, only oh, partially aware, he's aware that uh, that there's even have, that there's hafara, but he doesn't know that this is a nether that he can do the hafara. So our mayor says he cannot do hafara, and the chacham say that he could do hafara. That's the statement. So the kash is is that this machlokes uh, here, the chacham sumedly between Rameir is always Rameir and Rabbi Yehuda, because that's his bar plukta. That's who that's who he usually argues with. Anyway, the problem is, is that when it comes to Ilchiz Galos, and it says in the Pasuk below Ra'os, so according to Rabbi Yehuda, that's coming to exclude a Suma. Even though he has some sense of sight, um, a partial is like, uh, it excludes a Suma. It's not enough. A little bit is not enough. Is not enough. And, uh, um, and Rameir uh, is Marbe Suma. So anyway, bottom line is, um, and that uh, so the Gemara is assuming, and again, there's really two mahalchim in terms of what does it mean in the, according to the Tanakhama, or what what is the what is the is on our Mishnah, the, that basically one opinion is is that when he says liyafer, it means he can't be mefer at all, not even today, not even after they let him know, um, and uh, because he it's like. You found out over a span of a couple of days. Um, and the Chachamim say that you could be Mefer only today, not even any other day. That's version A. Version B is, is that a mayor is saying you can't be Mefer in the future, but uh, today you could be Mefer. And, uh, and basically... Um, and, and according to Chachamim, even later you can be Mayfair, but and that's the idea. So anyway, the point being is is that right now we're th- assuming that this is a contradiction. Um, it doesn't fit in with our with with uh, how we're learning. And the Ra- the Ron explains how do you fit each way into it. According to the second way, 
I didn't really explain this so well yesterday. I was only going on the on the first understanding. Um, Rameir says Lo Yafar uh, um, um, is going on the later day, and the Rabbanon say that you could uh, because um, uh, because knowing a little bit is like not like knowing entirely. Anyway, um, so that wouldn't be a contradiction in Rebuta, but. Um, uh, there would be a contradiction in Remeyer because uh, because Remeyer is saying that uh, first he's saying that you could be Mefer on that later day, even though there's a mixes idea because um, uh, he does know that uh, that there's something called the Dharam, um, and he says mixes idea is lavke kol idea, and basically that's what we seem to not fit in with the partial. Uh, whatever, by the case of the Sulem. That's a contradiction. Anyway, it's, it's a little bit, I'm going to explain it, it's kind of convoluted. But that's the story. Because, um, um, uh, right, so we're, we're being Marbe Suma according to, according to Remeir, which means that we're recognizing some of the factors of his ability to see. Anyway, that's the idea. So, Okay, you can perceive something. Anyway, that's the idea. Um, and that brings us to the answer. So Robert gives an answer. He says that you have to look at the context of the psukin. Um, the way it works, is by, according to Rabbi Yudha, by the Ratzach, it says, Now, why mention that, that you could see his, it comes to his, anybody who would come into a forest, which can include even a summa might come into a forest. So if the first were being marvel summa, and then the next line of blow rose, can't mean to include a summa, so it must be coming to exclude. Okay? Um, and Ramirez says, no, it says biflidas, which sounds like we're um, anybody who would know where somebody is. Obviously, a summa wouldn't know um, the exact vicinity of somebody else. Uh, he just knows maybe somebody is a little bit in, in the, around, but not exactly where he's standing. Um, so, uh, what's biflidas? Um, so, uh, it's, so, so then why would you need another Pascha below Rose? It's a Mirach or So basically, therefore, it's coming to include a Summa, because this is the, one of the more counterintuitive examples of the counterintuitive Drashas, that uh, when the Torah excludes and then excludes again, it uh, comes to include. Okay? Two, 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 uh, two negatives make a positive. positive. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's uh, counterintuitive, but that's how it works. Which brought us to the next Mishnah. Somebody who's madir I know from his son-in-law. He basically made a vow his son-in-law won't be able to benefit from him. And he, but he wants to give his daughter some money. So he can tell her, this money is a gift, a gift for you. As long as your husband does not have any rishos in it. Only what you can. And basically it's limited even to you. That it's only what you put into your mouth. So you can buy food with it. Consumables that you'll eat. Okay. Um, now, what's interesting is that Rob says that it's specifically that type of condition. If he gave her the, the money with, uh, with the condition, do with it as you please, so then, then it will be really belong to her. Once it really belongs to her, it will automatically go to her husband. That's the idea. It has to be that it's so limited that it doesn't even actually reach her hands in, in a sense. It's not really being gifted to her in that sense. That's how Rob says. Shmuel says, no, it's not true. Um, you can make a condition like this that basically, you know, it'll be fully hers and it just won't go to her husband. 
Um, so, problem is this, the Ramzeri asked the question that we, uh, we brought a statement, this, this sheet of Rav is going like Rameir, because Rameir is basically understanding that it, once it really is fully belonging to the woman, then it's Yara Yishkiyat Baila. Problem is, is that uh, we brought a, 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 a Mishnaic source about Shittufim of Oz, and it says that uh, you want to include, you want to basically you have to gift the food to the members of the Mavoy, and then uh, they, that person receives it on the behalf of everyone, and basically it becomes, uh, uh, that's, how, that's how you do it, okay? The problem is, who can receive it? You need somebody to receive it on behalf of the people. Um, so he said, your, your Jewish slave and maidservant, your daughter, son, that are adults, and your wife. Now, if it, if the, uh, how does that fit in with, with Rav? Because uh, if she acquires it, doesn't it automatically come the, the, the her husband's? You have a question? Yeah. All right. Anyway, so that was the that's the kasha on Rav. Um, so it shouldn't be. It should be considered that they have never left his his the hand, the hand of the husband, and that's a problem. So Rav's answer is, is that uh, even though Rameir holds Yarishi Yad Baila, there's a when it comes to Shituvah does work, and the reason why Shituvah Mavos is better, is because she's not being zochit for herself. If she's zochit for her to keep just for herself, then that would be basically. Um, a problem because it'll automatically go back to the husband who never left the husband's hand. But if she's being zochid for others, like this case, she's taking it on behalf of everyone in the in the that lives in the that dwells in that mavui. So that's why it works. That's the answer that Rav, Rava asks. Comes along Ravina and he says, he asks Rava on, on Ravashi. He says um, it says another brisa that uh, who can be zochah. The son, the daughter that are adult, the Aved and the Shivcha that are Jewish, um, and the ones that cannot are the son and daughter that are minors, and the non-Jewish slave and maidservant, and the wife. So the wife is on the non-side. So, so how you can answer that? You know, it's like now it's, you're seeing both sides. So Rabashi says the real answer between the two sides is uh, depends on whether the woman has a chotzer in that mavoi. Um, that's independent from her husband, meaning she received it uh, as a Yerusha, let's say, and when she came to the marriage, she cut that out of the marriage arrangement, meaning, you know, that I have, uh, you know, this, he, he, the husband is not part of what she's bringing to the marriage, it's like an, a separate asset. Um, and that's the only way to make sense, therefore she could be zochid for herself, could be zochid for others. Point being is the answer of Rava is not going to explain the contradiction, um, you're gonna have to say that there's some other answer, and that was where we left off yesterday, and that'll bring you to the Mishnah at the bottom of the page. Okay. Right. So the Mishnah at the bottom of the page, quoting the pasuk, "V'neder amano grusha, Yakum alav." The vow of a widow or a divorcee, she's it stands on her, so she's she's bound bound to her vows. Nobody can wipe them away from her. Okay, so whatever she commits to, she's locked in. Right? Okay, Ted, how is this? How so? 
Amra Harini Nazira, the woman says, I am in Nazira Lachashashim for 30 days henceforth, meaning 30 days from now. Even if she got married within those 30 days, any Yachalafer, he can't um, be made for that matter. Why? Because it goes by when she made it. And she made it, she was a single woman. And he has no, and, and the, the rule is, is that a husband, a, a consummated marriage, has no right to, to wipe away pre-existing vows. So, that's it. She's locked in to be in Nazira. Now, about what if she made the nether while she was married? So, made for love, then he could wipe it away. Ketzad, how's that? Amra, reign in Nazira. She says, I'm going to be in Nazira for 30 days from now. Even though she ended up becoming a widow or divorcee, in those 30 days, he was made for it on the day he heard her taking on the vow, mm-hmm. even though the vow didn't really kick in until a period of time where she's not anymore connected to him. Don't matter. Okay. If she made the vow that day, a very busy day. Okay, She first made the vow that day. Then they got divorced that day, and then then he remarried her that day. Okay, you following? It's all yeah. same day. And the Achalafer, he cannot be made for because he didn't make, be made. He wasn't made for before the divorce. Once he divorced, that cuts off his rights to do afara. And in the new marriage, you can't do it to him before, right? Zakalli is the rule She made it to her own domain, own. The uh, rule, rule, you know, on control for one moment, and Yachal offer, then that's it. It's it's over. So that's the Mishnah. Very interesting. Okay. So Tanya Linden Abraisa, Amana Grusha Shama, Harain in Nizira. You have a widow or a divorcee that says I'm in Nizira, Lichsha and Nase, and she said I'm in Nizira to take effect upon my marriage, not before, but when I get married, that's when I wanted to take effect. Finishes, and then she got married. So can the husband be made for? So Rabbi Shmuelai marry Yafar. He can't do Afar. Kiva says he cannot do Afar. Okay, Visimana Yalali. The way to know who says which way is Yalali. We'll see in a second. There's a second case that you have to, you need to see to make sense out of this. Aisha says a married woman. Sham Rarin Nizira Lekshe Eskarish. I'm taking on a, a Nazira status for when I get divorced. Finis Kasha, then she got divorced. Rabbi Shmuel Amr Lo Yafer, he cannot wipe it away. And Rabbi Kiva Amr Yafer, he can wipe it away. So now you get to see what the Yalili stands for. Yafer is Yod, is Yafer. Lamid is Lo Yafer. So in the first case, Rabbi Shmuel, who's always listed before Rabbi Kiva, so he says Yafer, and Rabbi Kiva says Lo Yafer. In the second case, Rabbi Shmuel says, Lo Yafer, and Rabbi Kiva says, Yafer. Okay, but what do you see is the difference between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva? Basically, um, um, we, we'll, see, we'll see the explanation right now. So, Amr, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel says, Harehu, Omer, Vineter, Amana, Grusha. What does that mean? Ad, Sheyehei, Neder, Bishas, Amana, Sekirshel. It goes by when the effective date of the nether is, not when the uh, uh, taking on of the nether, you understand? We look at effective date. So if she's saying, I want this nether to be effective 
on the from the moment they get married, then he has a right to wipe it away. Why? Because then she is a married woman on that day. You following? Yeah, but again, doesn't it also say that Bo Bayom, on the same day, he has only the right to change it, and the, and the day we're talking about, the day she makes it, and not when the day it happens. Or it'll happen, correct? Well, she's, well, that's, that's the question. Well, here, she, here it, that, that, the point being is, is that when is this, when is this nether happening? That's really the question. That's right. According to Shmuel, the nether happens not when she took on the nether, when but she wants the nether to take on. Is that when it happens? So that, the, the so that day he found that. out he has a right to wipe it away. It, she was already married at that point. You understand? That's yeah. how Rabbi Shmuel's looking at. That's Rabbi Shmuel because it says the word, The only time he can't wipe it away is when the nether, which means when it's taking effect, is at a time She's of an Amanus Right. That's right. He goes by when she takes on the, the point, when she expresses her obligation. Okay? Asra al-Nafsha. So therefore, according to Rabbi Kiva, it works the opposite. If she made the vow while being married, it doesn't, he can wipe it away. If she made the vow before she was married, he cannot wipe it away. It doesn't matter when it, the effective when date is. It goes by when she takes it on. Ah, so that's the machlokah is very clear. comes along with Our Mishnah is taking sides in that machlokah and going only like Rabbi Kiva. Because what does our Mishnah say? It goes by when she expressed her nether, not when the nether is chal. Because she says that the nether should be take effect 30 days from now. And she got married within those 30 days. He cannot be wiped it away. So it's the same thing. It's going like Rabbi Kiva. That's what Rav Chista says. Abayamar, not true. Feel the term Rabbi it could fit with Rabbi Shema. Why? Masnis and Talinaf should be yoimi. Braisa Talinaf should be nisuin. Shomu yoimi, v'lon nizgarsha, shomu yoimi, v'lon mitzvah. Okay, the point being is, is that an interesting, an interesting difference. If she's saying, I want this to take effect 30 days from now, then she's really, then, then it's like the vow is happening at the time that she takes it on. And it's just like has a, a, a date, there's days till it, till it kicks in. But the point being is, therefore, it has to be the day that she took it on, uh, when she accepted it. As opposed to when she's saying, I want this, what I'm saying, to take effect upon marriage or upon divorce, so then she, it's like she's pushing off the nether to that time. Okay. Do you get the difference? Because yeah. she's attaching it to the marriage or the divorce. That's as if she's taking on the vow at only time. at that time. That's the difference. That's why Rabbi Shmuel could agree to our Mishnah. Interesting distinction. Okay. Ahem. <clears throat> Okay, so therefore, that's the that's the that's the svara that we're seeing uh, that Abai is explaining how it could fit in with our Mishnah. Okay, zehaklal diktani kabinar merasa. We we have in our Mishnah over here is zehaklal. Here's the general rule, right? In the perek nar merasa to prokem go, we also had a zehaklal. And uh, it was the basically pretty much the same idea, just in reverse. So, 
What is the Zeaklal? So Zeaklal, we said that if she never left her father's Rishos, they then it's Aviyava Ubaila Mafirni Torel. That Zeaklal, Li Isuye Holochaav, Im Shluchabal, O Shaholko Shluchab, Im Shluchabal. She's traveling to the consummation of her marriage. <laughs> and the husband has, has his messengers or you know, his entourage coming to greet her middle of the way. And the father and his entourage or you know, whoever he sent is meeting them also. And they're walking together. And they, the father's group didn't leave yet. So she is still at that, if she made a nether at that moment, it's still Bishus Avia Ubaila, and they both can combine to wipe away her vows. That's what the Narmarasa case is. Okay? That Im right? In that case, that where they went together. The Avia Ubaila, Mephir Nidara, Zakhal Dektanika Beilun Dharm, our Zakhal from our Mishnah, the Yisuye Masar Avlishlechabal is coming to say, once she is one moment in her own domain, what happened? Masar Avlishlechabal. The, the husband handed her off to the Shluch HaBal. At that moment, she is no longer at that moment, she is in her domain for a moment. The Shluch HaBal, it doesn't consummate the marriage, obviously. Consummation won't be until she gets there, but mm-hmm. she's already, once they hand off, the father's people said goodbye, left already, left already said thank you very much, whatever, um, see you later, whatever. Um, that's it. She's now out of daddy's domain. She's not yet in her husband's domain. Any vow that she makes at that moment is mm-hmm. binding on her. Okay, she, uh, why is that? Even after, after the Nisuin, it's not going to help. She ain't about Mayfair because the husband does not have the power to wipe away in pre existing vows. That's the story. Okay. Brings us to the next mission. So for this you need a little bit from creative creative math, okay? Teshina There are nine maidens, Nidre and Kayamin, that their vows are binding to themselves. Bogeres Vyasoma, you have a Bogeres who happens to be an orphan. Um you have a Naira Obagra, you have a, a Naira who Became who, who got up uh, became a Nara, Bulgaris. Nara here doesn't necessarily mean strictly narrow twelve between twelve and twelve and a half. Well, that's why it's a little creative. Okay, well whatever. Naira Bulgara, she Naira and she became a Bulgaris. Um, uh, she uh, meaning maybe she made it when she was a Naira and then she became a Bulgaris. Be here somewhere and she's uh, an orphan. Um, and Naira. Uh, Shalom Bagra, a Naira who never became, uh, you know, still the age of 12, between 12 and a half, Vyasama, but she's an orphan. Um, that's, uh, those are, so what do we say? How many count you? Anybody counting over here? So we said three so far. Then we got the uh, next case. Bogera, she's already older. Omei Savia, her father died. Naira uh, Bogeras, a Naira who's Bogeras, Omei Savia, whose father died. It's interesting. Before we said Yisayma, now we said Mesavia. Okay, so this is where he actually died. There's two kinds of Yisayma. There's Yisayma B'chayavia, uh, where she was married once before. Then okay. it's as if the father lost his rights, even though he's actually still alive. But here the father's truly dead. 
And Narish Lo Bagra Umesavia. So this is another three. And then Narish Mesavia Umisha Mesavia Bagra. Bogeres Vavia Kayam, a Bogeres whose father is still alive. And Naira Bogeres, and Naira became a Bogeres, Vavia Kayam, and the father is still alive. In all those nine cases, um, their vows are binding to themselves. Also, somebody who marries off a daughter that's a minor, she became a widow or divorced, and returned back, um, she is yet, she is still as of yet a Naira. We'll see what this means. Rabbi, uh, basically, um, is that even though she was a minor when she first got married, that's called Yatsa Mishus Avia. So even though right now she's still a, technically a Naira, but at that point, she's also, once she hit in the suing stage, she never reverses back to her father's domain at all, and he has no rights over her, not for Nidharm either. Okay. So, says the Gemara, Amr of Yudah, Merav, Zu Divrei Reb Yudah. Reb Yudah is the one who basically divides it up into nine cases. They keep it a lot simpler. Shalash, Naris, Nidrei, and Kayamin. It's three scenarios, really. The three, it broke it up into nine, but it's really three. Either Bogeres, that's the one group. Well, anybody who's a Bogeres, she's over 12 and a half. Father has no rights on her. Fiasoma. Um, which is a genuine or- orphan where the father's dead. Mm-hmm. And then Yisomim Chayav, where she was once went through a marriage already. And it's as even though the father's alive, it's as if he's dead. And those are the three scenarios. So um, even though, you know, so the point is, these nine cases, some of them are repetitive. Ran explains that it's, you know, Rebuta was trying to be mechadid the tamidim by making it extra complicated. So I hope it worked for you guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Brings us to the new Mishnah. Konim I'm making a vow that I will not benefit from from my father or your father. If I do anything for you, or the other way around, I'm not going to benefit from you. If I do anything for my father or your father then I'm not allowed to benefit from you. So he made a, she made a condition either not to benefit from her parent, her father or his father, if, he does, if she does anything to him, for him, or the reverse. So in either case, I raise the affair. That he is entitled to do afara. The idea being it's, it's at least a dvarm shebeinu leveinu, that's called affecting him, whether it's because the condition affects him, whether the vow affects him, that's called affecting him. Okay, so that's the idea. So Tanya, we learned in a price. In other words, what we're not saying is, is that we don't look at it that just because it's only a condition, so that's not called affecting him yet. You know, uh, it's called affecting him if it's gonna, you know, in the end, somewhere affect him. Okay, so Tanya, we learned in a price. I cannot benefit from my father or your father. If I do anything for you, so Reb Nelson, Nelson takes it, then he can't do it out far here. Because after all, he, he, you know, what does he care whether she's able to benefit from her father, or his father? That's nothing to do with him. Okay. It's not. A, it's not a benefit. It's nothing to do with him. That's Reb Nassim Shita. And Chamar Reb say, Yafer, you could you could be mekafari here, because it's still they look at it that that's something that does affect him. Okay. Nitula um, What about this case? She says I'm not allowed to benefit. If I have relations with you, 
I am forbidden to all, all Jews to have benefit, okay? And Rabbi Nassar says you can be Mayfair. Oh, oh, why? Because it's not uh, harming, no harm. Uh, I mean, whatever, Leofer, you have no rights. It doesn't anymore. affect him. It doesn't it affect him. Cause, yeah. Right, because who cares if she's Netulam Leofer? Chamelam Leofer. Chamelam say that you can still do Amfar. We'll see. Actually, really, I would, I, would, I would really do this case, but this case really is the, a story. Maybe we'll just see the story, and then you'll, you'll see how complicated it is. Okay, it's an interesting case. There's this fellow who took on not to benefit from anybody in the world. If he marries a woman, without him knowing, learning Shas. He wants to learn Shas before he gets married. Okay? He tried his hardest. He couldn't do it. Yeah. He wasn't I can able relate, to, I can relate. You can relate. Wait, he tried. He tried. He just couldn't get there. And that's what happened. Also, Ravacha Brahuna, Ravacha Brahuna did a trick. He tricked him. He told him, you don't worry about it. It's fine. You know, you know whatever. Don't worry. You're not, you tried your best. That's good enough. Anyway, it said you have to marry. And then... Basically, he made him now need to come on to the people. The Hasid committed Rav Chista, and he went to Rav Chista to go ahead and get him to wipe away. Now that I'm prohibited to, every, to everything, I need a rabbi to free me of it. Then, in other words, he wanted to kick in the valve so that the rabbi can remove the valve. And that's where we'll see. Do you need to do that? Anyway, that's the. Stay tuned for tomorrow. Huh? I guess he finally did learn. Well, we'll see.